0: This is 4 Network.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is wrestling death and is scheduled for one hour. Maybe more. It has no real-time limits making their way into your ears. First, from a place called Garnister, he is the pyramid.
2: It's going to
1: be the funniest podcast out there because that's what I'm all
3: about, baby. The comedy and the money. And his partner, Felix Happen Stevenson. From Mecha City to Community Centre. I've got stories that are going to blow your mind.
2: Hello and welcome to Wrestling Daft, the world's premier wrestling podcast. My name's Rab Florence and I am sitting with my beautiful. Of a beautiful fellow host, one Gredo himself. Hey, Gredo's got a new hairdo by the way. Oh. Somebody's got a haircut <laughs> and a haircut now a wee colour. See, that's the thing I hate about when you change your haircut. Everybody go Where you done your heat? Mm-hmm. Where you done your heat? No, I mean, it must be a nightmare being able to change your hair. Aye, it must be a nightmare, mate. I can't imagine what it must be like. It must be dead. It must be a nightmare being able to change your look. No, but look I've the looked f- the same for about twenty years now. No, but do you know what? But see how when I
3: watch you in telly, what mm-hmm. makes it funny is the wigs that you wear. Up, ah, it's myself. See, well, so it's not my
2: performance; it's just a wig somewhere.
3: I'd say, I'd say, it's seventy percent your performance, thirty percent your wig that you're wearing. I'll take that. Aye, honestly, see when, see when they put something on your head, it's always funny. It's always funny.
2: Thank you, mate. I said that is a, a massive, massive compliment. Thanks That's a lot.
3: Well, just just make you, just make you feel a bit better because you're sitting there greeting your bald.
2: Well, why don't you shave all your hair off as well? And then when you go into a wrestling ring, you can wear a different, mig, a different wig in every match. The guy can you can have a beautiful spot. Guy punches you, your wig flies off every single match.
3: Well, because sure, the last time I shaved my head was about two thousand and five, two thousand and six, and I went down to a booking in Newcastle. And I was in a rumble, and I went back on the UK fan forum. It was a big fan forum at the time where they'd done all the reviews. Mm-hmm. And uh, this guy, and this one, I was granting a bar, and this reviewer said, entrant number seven. Cannot remember who, what this wrestler's name was, but he reminded me a human potato.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so he then, re-
3: then proceeded to, 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 to call me the human potato throughout the review. The human potato was then next to be thrown out of the rumble. The human potato this, the human potato that. And that was the last That's time a blow, I shaved my it? head,
2: mate. I the human potato. That's a blow. Some people listen, some people can work the bald and some people can not I had no choice. I was just I was just forced. Anyway, this is a wrestling <laughs> podcast. Uh, we actually talk about wrestling this show. And did you do any wrestling this weekend? Credo. Did you? Well, I was in a wrestling ring, mate. I was in a wrestling
3: ring yeah, with I'm, you. It was a buzz on Saturday night, I'm telling you. I, I had a really, really, really good weekend at wrestling. First of all, I wrestled in Livingston, and I, I tagged with Sugar Dunkerton. And Livingston went straight for there, Livingston for reckless intent, and then mm-hmm. went to Fear and Loven. Wrestled Ravy Davy in a scheme lumberjack match, which meant the ring was surrounded by a couple of neds, eight neds, eight right. bombs trying to get involved. Both they got it. They get thrown about. They got a couple of stuffings to the jaw. Right. And then, uh, obviously, I bait Ravey, Ravey, Davey. Then the Ned's fucking all laid into me, giving me a doing. Yep. Then what about us for a comeback? Guys, if you have no series, get your chances, yes. If you're a wrestling fan, you love comebacks, which I do, I love comebacks. Big comeback pop, you can't beat it. Man, Davey Blaze has been out at ICW for two and a half years. Yep. The lights go out. The Bucky Boys music play. Davey Blaze shoots... Done to the ring, man. Big the new pop, entrance the, video big on new entrance that. video, looking great. It was amazing to be in the ring. It was like one of the ones where I'm sitting there, I'm trying to sell, I'm getting a scheme button, but aye, at the aye, same aye. time I've got this heavy cheeser on aye, my aye, face aye. because it was, it was so good, it was so good. The Ned Stepkin, Pepper Peppering uh David Blaze, the ring announcer shouts Somebody get a police, somebody get a police. The mm-hmm. so next minute
2: moment of magic. My favourite police team apart for other teams in the Scott Squad. Um the quality police for and come marching down to the ring. Get some and on the go. Pepper ravey Davy, Get him arrested. Huckle him out. Oh, it was madness, wasn't it? Entertainment at Listen, its Listen, I was behind that curtain eh, before Davy Blaze came down. I'll tell you the atmosphere behind that cut was unreal. Oh, cotton salad! Cotton No, I mean everybody was all jumping about, man. Everybody was everybody was amped up, man. Big Davey was like jumping up and doing like away on Christmas Day. It was unreal, man. The atmosphere was amazing. ICW sometimes can go through stages where the is a wee bit and it's a wee bit F side, but
3: this weekend, man, the, the the wrestlers nailed it. The crowd were phenomenal. See, even if, if you've if you never experienced an ICW show and you're a wrestling fan, get to one of these shows. My brother can't be arsed with wrestling, but he'll go to an ICW show. Right. It's just
2: full of everything. You just don't know what to expect. There's folk for a telly will show up. Listen, that show was, uh, you know, I was watching a lot of it for the back, right? And and that show was just so much fun. Man. I went Tapped to a- the bottom. Um, and that you know the good housekeeping match at the end the main event was oh. just to see some of the work you boys were well, doing in that match comedy working on it uh. and, and having a match that was like an yep. intense an intense match with some spots that were just making you like Absolutely grimace with how sore it all looked. You know what I mean? It was uh, it was amazing. This will feel like a continual of Liam Thompson, but I actually
3: missed that match. Liam, will listeners listening? Is going <laughs> for fucks? <laughs> but I missed that. It oh, was amazing. I'll I tell you, it was the yeah. first one
2: was brilliant. It was cracking. They, they they guys like Wolfgang and Liam are just so talented. Do you know, you, you know what I mean? We, today today a match like that. You know what I mean? You said
3: something to me years ago that that um, that, that always resonated with me. Wolfgang I know he plays a heel but he's you once say to me Wolfgang's at this night a s wee smile aye. he's got this wee smile on him that's infectious
2: oh aye I he's like a you... great bad guy but wow He's a great bad guy, but you he can't help. He's got this magic Lovable. thing that some wrestlers, I think wrestlers need. He's got this magic thing where you just can't feel to like him. Like if he decides he's a baby face, you'll go with it. Mm-hmm. If he decides he's a heel, you'll go with He'll it. Go because with he's it. just got that look. He's got that look about him. He's got that wee smile. He's got charm. A sparkle. He's, he's, good, get that. Oh, he's got sparkle. He's got charm, you know what I mean? Uh, big gentle giant as well, man. Uh, he's you know a great mean? guy. It's great guy. to
3: see him doing well in WWE UK. He's yep. been back and forth to America. So, um, and ICW as well. We're up, up for the Bafters for the Rogue to the Wrestler Aye. thing. We never won it, man. But it's good for wrestling, man. It's good, it's good for, for wrestling. wrestling.
2: Bye, a great fun weekend. ICW on demand. You can see it, and you can watch it, and you can enjoy it. Let's move on now. Uh, listen, hey, we've got a great guest this week as well. We've got the one and only.
3: Mr
2: Wait, are we allowed to call him Kennedy or Anderson? <laughs> <laughs> <This is> Mr. <laughs> Kennedy <laughs> or Anderson. Anderson. Aye, just in case we get sued. Aye, Mr. Kennedy or Mr. Anderson, Ken Anderson, is going to be joining us. Fascinating guy. Fascinating guy who has had a fascinating road through his it. Always this. Had, a time, yeah. he's had a you know, he's, he's had a hell of a road <laughs> through his yeah. career we call pro Ups wrestling. And um, but uh, we've also had, you know, fans have been feeding back on the show. And listen, I want to give a big shout out to the fans here for the support that you've given us. And uh, the start of this endeavour, you've really been, uh, you know, commenting on Facebook and all that, and tweeting it as and all that. Fantastic! Uh, you know, I don't read any of it, but it's brilliant that yeah. Uh, I'm joking. I have to read it It's my job. Uh, but somebody was talking about uh, strange encounters they've had with wrestlers in Scotland after Grado talking about seeing Kent Kabashi and Karluk, which we have now realised that he didn't he see Kent Kabashi and Karluk. It was actually who was it? Mister Haramasawa. I got mis- it, it mixed up It was Masaharu Misawa no. The late great aye, So he
3: was in Calhut No Ken Kabashi So aye Mortified uh, But you know I mean that, So that's, that's obviously Scunning up my chances Of ever getting in pro wrestling Noah But I think that That's That's already uh, You need to
2: hone in Your Japanese wrestling killed mate We're making that mistake But Alex Gibson Contacted us and said Seven years ago, the million dollar man Ted DiBiase, Tatanka and Rowdy Roddy Piper were doing a signing at A1 Toys in Brayhead. My friend Scott Muir went up to Tatanka and said, All right, Roddy, I pure loved you. And then had Tatanka sign a Roddy Piper picture. <laughs> the best bit was that Roddy Piper was sat right next to Tatanka. And when my friend walked away, said to Tatanka, What the hell just happened? When my friend walked out, he realized what had just happened, saying in his exact words, I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> That's beautiful, isn't it? Tatanka was rotten, wasn't he? Have you? Have you nah. Tatanka was nah, rotten. Nah, I liked him. What, that chop? Nah, I liked him. Nah, liked Tatanka him. was rotten.
3: Tatanka, he, he wrestled the uh, Commander Grand Hall a couple years ago. It was very entertaining to watch Oh, him.
2: was it Tatanka, though? No, we need to ask Was it actually oh, Tatanka you saw? Uh, you I know what I mean? It,
3: or was it fucking you? Uh, you <laughs> <Kusina>. <laughs> <laughs> he was at the Magnum in Irvine? He was at the Magnum in Irvine? Was he? Oven? Aye, 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 aye.
2: <laughs> a hell. of a like hell in arena, that. Aye. Another one, eh? At BGCP Comic Con. Uh, said that they saw Honky Tonk Man and Marty Jannetty stoting about a Tesco and Carl. So Litch. did I. That's the same fucking day. That's pretty, weird. Keegan. Pretty sure Honky Tonk opted for a full cooked chicken for his pre-match meal. That's bollocks. I was there. It was a. It was a. He bought a bunch of bananas and a bottle of Audi. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I don't know about that, but that, that's, that's funny. That's, that, that 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 was in the same era. I do remember that. Imagine Honky, seeing Honky Tonk Honky Man Tonk. in Tesco, and he was he, he had a, he had it was the weirdest thing ever because. I, I seen him, it was weird. We were walking to Tesco and crossing out the, out the road was fucking honky tonk man. My Tesco carrier bag just blew my mind. That's unbelievable. And uh, he, pulled out a, he pulled out a bunch of bananas. Begin, Janetti was in getting what he was getting. That's bizarre, man. I if I was with that? that
2: guy I saw um, legendary British wrestler Kendall Nagasaki uh, getting halfway a 17 year old lass at the cat house. <laughs>
1: <Did you> really. <laughs>
2: imagine just pulling uh, up his wee pulling up his wee mask his wee 70 year old wee mouth like that wee tongue like that and a 17 year old lassie's mouth uh, noise. can you hear this noise that's the sound of Ken on Agasaki getting off a lassie in a cat house
3: that's fucking disturbing mate it
2: is uh, so there you go thanks for thanks to the audience if, for getting us these amazing encounters that's, that's incredible the honky talk man is in Tesco aye I, uh, I thought you'd be Mary Sainsbury's man So funny
3: it's funny um he was wrestling in press, Preston a couple of years ago no, and all. Uh, and I wasn't involved in the match. Um, I think he was in a six man, but all I kept hearing him saying was, I'm going to take the bump for you. I'm going to take the bump for you. You lay it in. I'm going to take the bump for you. As if him taking the bump was like, fuck. Honky Tonk man's going to take the bump for this. He's going to bump for
2: you. I'm going to take the bump for you. I'm going to take the bump for you. Can you believe Honky Tonk's going to take the bump for me? <laughs> high point. High point. Yeah, Grado, have you had any other weird encounters with? Wrestlers. Well, no, but it was funny watching Kurt Angle
3: and uh, the Carlisle Tesco <laughs> try to work the fucking self service <laughs> checkout. It was brilliant. He's American Express kid and all that trying to fucking bag and all that. Please remove the He's from the bagging area. And he's fucking <laughs> totally man. He's fucking. He was like a fucking fart in a trance trying to work it. It was hilarious. <laughs> I also followed Ric Flair into a toilet in the Hilton when I was a, when I was a boy. It was the worst thing I could have ever have done, man, because he blatantly knew I followed him into the toilet. He's doing a pee. I'm doing a pee. Obviously, two urinals. how do you know he was doing a pee?
2: Definitely. Were you what? Were you looking at him? I mean,
3: I just spied him and went for him, and you know, it is embarrassing, but I did follow him to the toilet. a fucking gimp. But I was young. I was young. Mm-hmm. I was twenty-seven, um, <laughs> and uh, he's standing there, and I'm like, Where's your Hall of Fame ring." Up in the vault. You enjoying Glasgow? Yeah. Can we get a picture? No. <laughs> Why no? Because you followed me to the toilet. I, 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 I never followed you. To yes, you did. You said it. And then I started saying to myself, you know what? Fuck, I'm going to go for this. So I thought, do you know what? I tagged him. No, I. I, I <laughs> no, I, I says, um, I'm a mark.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's what I always say to guys yeah. in the toilet. I'm
3: a mark. I just say that to guys. <laughs> I shouted holding a hole in the cubicle to guys. I'm a map. When I hang to it now, man, it was fucking, oh, so embarrassing, man. So embarrassing. And he walked up to fucking uh, Delo Brown after it and yeah. was like, uh, can I just have to say, watch that guy, he's falling men into the toilets. <laughs> At this point, man, I'm, I, I was young, I was young and I had just started out training and one of my trainers was like, uh, make a name for yourself fuck it, go and start a fight with him he's like, got to with Brown and call him Savio Vega <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean? but uh, no, nah, I, I was actually that gutted that I went up to my bed and fucking get myself to sleep that I fucked up you know why you embarrass Rick yourself
2: in front of your heroes, day. You?
3: aye, and then like the next day, man I'm, I'm at breakfast and let Ric Flair walked by me
2: and it was just, he could remember me and he just growled at me and it just, wasn't it the same, because we because the night I met Ric Flair was a different night, right? it was a much more dignified thing he said he was a mark for Burmiston. He, he,
1: he was like, 11,
2: kid. 11. I was like, mate, fucking, I'm trying to appear. here." Right, Brown, right.
1: <laughs>
2: Imagine. Can imagine? Uh, no, that wasn't what happened. Listen, if any of you people out there have had uh, interesting encounters with wrestlers, and, you know, keep it clean. I'm not wanting to hear it, but I know some of you have probably, some of these wrestlers have probably took you home to their hotel rooms and all that. um <laughs> Hold oh, on, I've got one more, sorry, before you... I, I need I need, I need to say
3: this, please, 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 please. I've please, triggered a memory please, and Gredo here, I'm worried about what this... One of the funniest things ever. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Abyss are sitting at my dinner, right? For, choking for dinner, starving, starving. We'd been kept in our hotel room for three days because there was a hurricane in Florida, right? right. So we hadn't All we'd eaten in three days was the stuff that we'd bought to keep us gone. So it was all Doritos and, and cakes and chocolate and hundreds of beer. So this was the feast, the feast, the feast, the feast... Sitting there, man, Well, dinner gets laid out, and this wrestling fan comes up and goes, Hey, Abyss, uh, I'd love to see you and Sid Vicious. And best just went, Beat it. <laughs> <laughs> the guy just walked away, man. I felt terrible for him. Abyss <laughs> didn't even look at him. Just went, Beat it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> beautiful, wasn't it? That is beautiful. Paid guy. That's right. But you know what? That's what wrestlers should be doing. Aye, and remember to contact us. You know, you can get us on Facebook, Wrestling Daft. Tweet us at Wrestling Daft. Even you know, you could even messages on Instagram. You know, you, 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 you try and find Gredo's phone number. Somebody will have it. Just ask about. Ask about up. kind of, up that way? Aye. So contact us. You contact us. There's loads of ways to contact us. Write a letter to us, like what Santa, and let us know what you've been up to. <laughs> so this is the point in the show where we bury or put over. You know, well. bury the stuff that we hate, put over the stuff. It's wrestling, part. This, this, is, this is wrestling jargon. You know, <laughs> jargon. We're, we're inside. We're inside <laughs> those guys, you know. Uh, I want to put over. I've got something to put over. Mm-hmm. I want to put over Grado's new platinum hairdo. Because genuinely, right, see when you first sent me the picture and you were Aye. like, I've got this hair done. It's just a shock when you see somebody's done something drastic like that to their hair. And I was like, oh. It was just a wee surprise. I mean, it actually made a wee noise. Did you need a wee lay on? I went, I mean, oh, when I saw it, you know, because I was, I was so surprised. But let me tell you something, right? I was watching that man. I was in the back. You know, I was watching the match. You know, I was just, uh, just watching around the monitor with the guys. <laughs> and I saw you out there. I saw you out there with your, your blonde hair. And you look
3: great, mate. You pulled it off. Well, you've always got to try and reinvent yourself, man. And obviously, it was it was a, a match that's been built up for weeks. And I just wanted to add something a wee bit special to it. And without sounding like fucking a mark, it was cool. Bleeding and that match with a a in that much fucking. Yeah, a blonde, a hair. I and a blonde Yeah, I that picture, Without sounding like a fucking absolute belly bunter, it was uh it was cool. And you know, wrestlers throughout the years have always said, you know, you need to keep reinventing yourself. I've, I never, I've no exactly fucking reinvented the wheel by dyeing my hair, but you know, it's something different, it's something cool. I went with black. And, off, mate. I went
2: with black and purple in a week. That everybody they said. I thought you looked good, purple. and not only like that, I thought it made you look. Kind of younger, more polished. Aye. I'm just saying you look good out there, all right. That's Aye, what I'm saying. Chill out. Um, There's nothing really. I still. I'm watching this uh, This storyline, by the way, with Atlanta and Rusev and Bobby Lashley. We great interest now. I, I was burying it last week, but I don't know. I might be on board now because it's just. <laughs> They've they're gone so, so far away. I'm kind of hoping that, uh, you know, I tune into the wrestling next week and it's just going to be like three hours or just that story <laughs> just three hours with them, the what, of them talking If they just went
3: that far away yeah no just... Rusev's
2: like a sex she says oh, he's a sex addict uh, sex addict sex addict <laughs> sex addict <laughs> he's a sex addict <laughs> wanted to have sex all the time uh, and you know and, and so she's it makes no sense it? it makes any sense big Rusev's just big ju- Rusev's just standing there a confused look in his face you uh, know what right. I mean Um but then I'm you know he's, I what, need to check what, a, what out. a power couple they are man I love they too I love they too uh, so, but here's what the listeners are wanting oh, to bury and put over: right. Alex McRoberts uh, wants to put over Matt Riddle trolling Goldberg with a spear, <gasps> jackhammer for a one That's count. Funny, I've seen him call it.
3: I've seen him call it Goldberg before on Twitter. That's interesting. Matt Riddle and Goldberg would be a good match to watch.
2: Would you like to see that match? Aye. I
3: would love to see that match.
2: Okay, and he wants to bury Kane uh, Velasquez. Uh, well, WWE signing. Velasquez to a three year contract and getting one short match out of him before he goes for surgery. Alex, just to shut, listen, just shut up. Right? <laughs> Give a guy a three year contract. There was a time at WWE were getting out contracts like sweeties to all sorts of assholes, uh, right? So don't, for so don't, don't, don't. Mark Henry's great, by the way. He's brilliant. Mark I'll Henry's sweet. Talking Mark Mark Henry. about Mark Henry, by the way. I love Mark Let's Henry. Let's put over uh, that Mark Henry retirement speech. That, that, that got that. me. That got me. That retirement speech come out, we tear these in, or you know what I mean? Everybody like, no, thank you, you know what I mean? Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Mark. Nora. Right. and then that Hilton. Wrestling. why did we not talk about that in the best know, heel turns last week oh, that was that, I, I mean that was a a belter that was brilliant thank that you was, Alex McRoberts they got me then for reminding us yeah. about uh, Mark Henry you didn't know you were going to do that did you but that. you did uh, Kev McGee wants to put over Cesaro because nae <laughs> else <laughs> will <laughs> nae that's All brilliant right. I love that. <laughs> I love this it's I the love kind love. of thing Big Kev would say, say on it? It in the buzzer, man. I want to put over Cesaro yeah. why because nae else will. <laughs> Fucking everybody in the pub standing up and clapping their hands, man. Fucking <laughs> <Okay>, yes, man. <laughs> WWE no having a clue how to book a Lesnar-Wyatt-Cole triple threat at Survivor Series so they shite it all together. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: aye, Kev, this guy's attitude is brilliant.
2: Send something in every week. Oh, big Kev, Kev. We need to get you. Listen, you, we need to interview you on this show because mm-hmm. I want that attitude. Yeah, Love it. Daniel McBride wants to put over the NXT takeover of Raw and Smackdown well that was interesting giving the guys and girls a bigger platform platform to show what they can do the guys and girls the guys and the women you talking about girls these aren't the girls these are women the ladies and he wants to bury that fucking red lighting for the Fiend matches yes Daniel I'm away to the live show on Monday and already know I'm not going to see fuck all between the cage (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and the lighting. What are they thinking with that red lighting? By the way, what no, I mean, that Soho, all oh, right, sex I've shop red lighting that they've got fucking on the you border. Mean, I thought we meant red lighting. No, in the no, wrestler. red. The, the fiend f- comes out and wrestles right. And by the way, I'm not, I'm fucking no saying the fiend. It's an idiot sitting there calling a guy the fiend. I'm not doing it. Uh, the fiend. So the fiend comes out right, and the, the fiend's wrestling, and the it's like a red light bulb in. <laughs> put that big put that big red light on Are er, a fiend <laughs> Margaret yeah. Margaret there's a fiend coming out you stick on stick that big red, red light bulb on for a fiend Aye. and then she's also saying I can't see fuck all between a cage and a lighting. A fucking cage. Fucking cage. Light bulb. It's like you could develop a fucking 40. This is old school people are, like, what are you talking about developing 40s, Granda. There was a time you used to have a dark room to develop 40s. You'd have to go into a dark room with a fiend and fucking develop your 40s. <laughs> with a fiend stunning beside you. <laughs> so uh, uh, Sandy Degnan. So I hope I'm saying your name right there. Sandy Degnan, Degnan. Or, or Dignon wants to put over Grado's new hairstyle what and just... just fear and loathing in general. Great use. Of the Burniston characters. Thank you very much. Uh,
3: Wes, it was, it was. It was great to have that part of the it show. It was
2: a beautiful, that was my favourite part of the show, without a doubt, was the, all the Burniston elements. Uh, he wants to bury dirt sheet reporters. spell <laughs> of how you still, you get people still calling them the dirt sheets. You know as what as I mean? As if it still comes through the door Aye. a bat of paper. In the fucking dirt sheets. The sheets. You see what they were saying in the fucking sheets. He wants the dirt sheets reports, spot. why are fans so bothered about it at all? Just sit back and enjoy the show put on for you. Know how and why it's being done exactly. That's a good point, man. I'm exactly, totally man. behind Sandy. Let's just get the mystique back into you.
3: Correct, correct. Don't worry about that shit. Just sit back and watch the matches.
2: Get a big red light on and just enjoy your <laughs> wrestling. Scott M six seven eight eight is operating under his code name because he's a spy. Once they bury Asuka, getting pinned like it's nothing after her long undefeated streak and her NXT dominance, and once they put over Keith Lee, now that man can move. (laughs) 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 I tell you, that man, Margaret, that man can move. Tell you, a figure like that, that a man like that. Have you seen that Keith Lee?
3: That man. Can oh, see it the away. way. Oh, Christ! And a
2: notable mention from Scott to the fiend, one in the title as well. And see, Scott's trying to say the fiend and make it work, but it just sounds daft, doesn't it? There's a fiend at the door for what do you? you think about- Paul, saying- you might go out and play
3: the fiends at the door. <laughs> would do you make a gr um, thinking that the fiend is a face?
2: You think why Wyatt should be a good guy? Uh, why? Why would the fiend ever be a good guy?
3: I don't know because it's got that kind of cool mask and the entrance eventually that's gonna I think he's gonna get cheered is he a mega, mega 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 bad
2: guy? he should he should be this is the thing you don't need to just because a guy is super over doesn't mean you need to make him a baby face no. I don't, you know it's not a case you, no
3: I do agree but I think I, I, I do agree where is coming from I think deep down I think he's a face mate
2: I just wish that he was merely a force of chaos, man. Like, I know... I, what I would have loved to have seen, you know, they had that match, right, where it was The Fiend and it was uh, Seth Rollins, and they had that terrible knee decision, really, at the end, right? Just just that thing? nonsense, of the hell, hell in a cell. I wish they would have just had... I would love to have seen The Fiend just pin Seth Rollins And then wa- and then just disappear And no take the belt I would love to see A force of chaos That doesn't give a fuck About championships Or belts or anything it Just turns up And you know if it turns up Then you're going to meet the Reaper And he doesn't care about titles Why is The Fiend Wearing a belt Around his waist anyway Why is a guy who calls himself The Fiend Caring even about A championship title anyway It makes no sense Why does The Undertaker Who's a deed guy for beyond the grave Want to be carrying A championship mm. strap About him Help The whole reality of wrestling Is shattering around me It doesn't make any sense By the way I was just saying, I was
3: just saying- there that um, the, uh, the fiend being a babyface just in case Giles listens so he can go oh Gredo agrees with me then he tells Ew to sign me.
2: See you're always working it and that's what I sort <laughs> of respect. Stuart Gip or Jip says he wants to bury Chris Jericho for having Donald Trump Jr. guest on talk as Jericho. However, he wants to put over Chris Jericho for his amazing (laughs) heel work (laughs) and having Donald (laughs) Trump uh, Jr. guest on Talk as Jericho and everything else he's been doing lately helped make AEW absolutely unmissable. uh, uh, You know, Chris Jericho is a friend of the show. He had Donald Trump's son on his podcast. I don't give a fuck. I'm voting Trump now because (laughs) Jericho is my pal. I'm pals with Jericho and I know want to build a wall. Uh, Okay, moving on. Thanks to everybody last week that left a review for the chance to win some tickets for the WWE when it's at the Hydro next Monday. Some of our favourites include, this is from the Henderson Experience, if you want to hear the top five wrestlers who filled their pants with shit, what Shorty G should be named when Rob joins the WWE creative team, and which wrestling shows Grado hasn't watched this week, this is the podcast for you. Great review. G Collins said, This is the Ric Flair of podcasts. The styling, profiling, limousine, riding, jet flying, kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing son of a podcast. To be the podcast, you go to beat the podcast. Oh, if like the other podcasts out there don't like it, learn I love it. But the winner has to be Barry the Cabbie.
3: Oh, shout out to all the taxi drivers out there, in my feathers, man.
2: Who said, If Carlsberg did podcasts, it probably wouldn't sound like wrestling daft. Then again, Carlsberg tastes bloody disgusting. So what do I you know? That's us. Pumped for getting uh, that as a sponsor. Fuck na- na- sponsor that's true,
1: mate.
2: Well done, Barry. The cabby by the way, tickets will be winging their way to you. And the winning doesn't stop as we have another pair of tickets now to check out WWE Live when it comes to the Hydro on the 11th of November. The match card is looking pretty tasty as Rollins takes on the Fiend. Ere fiend at the door. Ere fiend. Ere fiend at the door. Get it. A- the red she light. Get- Bellbone takes on the Fiend in a steel cage. So get your specs on for that one. Becky Lynch versus Sasha for the Raw Women's Championship. Ricochet versus Drew McIntyre and Rey Mysterio versus Cesaro, among others. This week, we're making it dead easy for you to win. Just follow us on Twitter, at WrestlingDars, and everyone that retweets the message we have put up there, which says... Listen to Wrestling Dafter We are sending Grado and Rab around <laughs> <laughs> do <Today> what? <laughs> to eat some crisps with you? <laughs> aye, aye, aye. Come round to S- just give S- you a cuddle have, have a yacht with your ma Aye <laughs> A wee cup of tea And a wee Weetabix With we your da At 11 o'clock at night Aye We'll go into the draw To win the tickets You have until midnight On Sunday to do so And the winner will be notified By the police On Monday morning And there are still tickets Available for the show If you want to head along Just head to the Hydro's website Which is
3: there. SSEhydro.com
2: To get your tickets To get yours SSEhydro.com the original website name Get in there And get your tickets Now For a wrestling
1: You just made the list
2: yeah! And now it's time for the list Of Wrestling Daft And we're going to be talking about our Favourite gimmick matches You know just off the back I was involved in a Fantastic gimmick match of the weekend Their Good Housekeeping 3 ICW Wolfgang and Liam Thompson Fantastic match Fantastic series of matches Let's get a big DVD out For that boys Come on Let's get a big DVD out there do do the a voiceover? Uh, John Menzies Get out get John Menzies <laughs> 10.99 Woolies Oh you got a free lollipop inside it oh, Do you remember the days You used to get a free lollipop inside a DVD? Nah uh, Because it didn't no. exist mate No, I was, like I was working you I was working you So I'm going to tell you my Top 3 Favourite Wrestling Gimmick matches Right He's you ready for this? When you go at number three, it's the Elimination Chamber. It
3: is beautiful. It is brutal. It is the Elimination Chamber match. And to the victor go the spoils in the form of the WWE Championship.
2: I love the Elimination Chamber. The one I want to talk about specifically is a Elimination Chamber 3 is the one. Well, I'm not going to actually talk about it specifically, but it was one. I had a uh, Triple H, Randy Orton, Chris Jericho, Chris Benoit, Edge, and Batista.
1: Here it comes! Batista, the cover! The, hook, the Elimination oh, yeah. uh,
2: I, love, I love an Elimination Chamber match, and that match really sold me on it, because you had Big ba- Batista in, inside that, inside the, the tube, the glass container, he was he was like a lion, you know, like a lion pacing in his in his cage, waiting to get out. You know, you don't know which tube's going to open up. You know, what I mean, you don't know which wee compartments going to open up. Who's going to come out and what order It's 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 a daft gimmick, man. But I just love it. I love I it. I like
3: watching see stuff like um the, like it shows you like the the the, the crew, Aye. and how they build it. And it's like two miles you Know what's the or that. I right, like or yeah. or that. I like finding out how they build it and how they pack it into a truck and all this. It's kept what he used to day, Do
2: you remember the used to do, like JR used to always kind of he would he would tell you like, he was like uh, there's two miles of chain right. in this thing, there's five meters of glass in each. You're like, calm down, JR man. Oh, you know he can sell you anything. He could sell
3: you anything, man. anything couldn't he? I mean, I was watching a match the other day, the Rock versus Triple H for Raw for 1999 the other day, and I swear to god, man, JR's commentating as something else. He is the best. When JR amateur. is fired
2: up and he's doing the business, man, there's nobody like <laughs> but him. But he's
3: also the best when he's crab it. That podcast he's doing, I know I've said it before, but that podcast he does, he does it when he comes home and he's just crab it as fuck about his flights. And mate, it's don't brilliant. you
2: dare put on another podcast <laughs> on your podcast, well, mate. No, they're sending me a T-shirt, mate. Going send- into business for his cell here, <laughs> putting on somebody else's podcast. Sorry, mate,
3: they said they're sending me a T-shirt, mate, so <laughs> I'm fucking... I'm delighted. No,
2: I mean, listen, who doesn't want to listen to OGR? Anyway, that was my number three, the Elimination Chamber. My number two, Grado, is well, it's the I quit match uh, or a submissions match. You know, I like a good old, I like a match where your your guys go mano a mano. And ultimately, to to, to get to the conclusion of this match, one man is going to have to submit or confess. Yeah, S- exactly. Same S- air, Same S- air. Say S- 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 you quit S- 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 or tap or right. submit, being forced to do It's the ultimate proof. No bullshit. The ultimate proof that this man has bested you. You know nah, what I mean? I'm not. I'm not too keen on them. You know, Finn. Why nah, do you not I, like I, them? It's boring. I like a pinfall. I you hate the boring. Than,
3: no, I just. Do you like a wee schoolboy roller? I love. I love a one, two, three. That's just my. breeding. No, I
2: love a submission match. WrestleMania 13: Stone Cold Steve Austin, Bret Hart. That submissions match. It's a great match. That's probably I mean, the best yeah. submission match.
1: Awesome. Impossible. I not understand.
2: It's unbelievable. Right. Unbelievable. And, you know, it's a kind of match as well. A submissions I quit match or an eye-quit match that can really enhance both guys. Mm-hmm. You know, well, we'll look inc-
3: what it done for Austin, and I think I think that's I think that's one of JR's favourite matches to call. But <laughs> I keep mentioning JR man, but
2: apparently that was his
3: favourite match to call. Was that mate? So tell you there something, you
2: go. brother. Stone Cold get some colour in that match, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> Maybe Stone Cold should have dyed his hair blonde <laughs> <laughs> for that, yeah, you, mate.
3: Coast to coast across his forehead. <laughs> for fucking aren't a fucking
2: We're East <laughs> <laughs> Edinburgh? Uh, Edinburgh used something, yeah. like Some something, uh, something like that. Uh, something like that. Something like And my number one. Uh, Favourite gimmick match type of all types. A Texas Bull Rope match, mate. Oh, good call, mate. I love a Texas Bull Rope match. Two big horses. Good call. Strapped to each other. Shackled to each other. And they escape. We have an old cowbell Right in the middle That you can go clonk Right over a guy's nut way Rattle
3: weight. it right over Yeah some
2: I fucking direct The listeners him right across the head Love it Direct the listeners to check out Superstar Billy Graham Dusty Rhodes yeah, That's on YouTube 28th August 78
1: Rhodes just pulled Superstar open Long ball put the count of three On to four A quick count up, It's over
2: Texas Bull Rock match near hiding place um, beautiful moments in, in a match where you can see these two guys right they're, they're shackled superstar Billy Graham you can see him trying to take a powder get out of the ring escape at some points and you got Dusty going uh-uh, you, you ain't, ain't going, going nowhere. nowhere you know what I mean <laughs> pulling him back in and now, listen that's what I love about wrestling it's like Texas bull rope match I think only works when you get two big Gap, two big horses going at each yes, other man You know aye. what I mean And that's what I want in wrestling man I like to see two big guys slugging Two big out. lumpier boys Two big boys aye. slugging it out aye. You know what I mean That's what I want And they've tied together nae escape, nae They escape never they to run mm, Kinky fucking bonk <laughs> Cowbell at Conk I'll try to, try to do the sound of cowbell Oh yeah. Similar That's what the fiend should come in with a cowbell Instead <laughs> of a fucking heed A severed head You go You go ahead hit me with your head Aye You go you hit me with a rubber heed. Margaret, there's the fiend at the door. He wants to hit you Or the head with a rubber head that will just bounce after your head right enough, but stick a red light on anyway. I so let, let's go out to the punters out there to see what their favourite gimmick matches are. Adam Gibson, fight me, I dare you, he says, because he knows he's going to say something controversial, Gradle. Mm-hmm. He fucking loved Ken Offy Hell, the Ken Offy match. Do you know what? And he says at
3: the end here, absolute car crash TV, excellent stuff. I agree. I love going by. Everybody slates WCW 99 into 90, 2000. Me and Sha Sam love watching. Bad wrestling See Car Crash TV I love it I love going back And watching the network And watching some of that shit And that was, mean, that
2: was Al Snow And Big Boss Man Kenilfy Was it at the end Of Kenilfy Hell Or am I getting confused here Was it the end Of Kenilfy Hell the boss man got hung By The Undertaker uh, No was, was that I think Or was, was that another was that match Hell?
3: Was It was at WrestleMania 15 Wasn't it
2: WrestleMania 15 Big Boss Man got
3: hung I'm sure he wrestled
2: That's one of my favourite visuals In wrestling <laughs> This <laughs> is The boss man getting is hung for that cell it's And then markets. the
3: best it was He fucking wrestled in Raw the next
1: night
2: <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god he's dead He's been he's been hung And now here he is The big boss man he's back And that was it That was all well, he needed County Georgia uh, <laughs> Boss man was involved in some great stuff Wasn't he yeah, that, sure. uh, Dragging away uh, Big show's dad's coffin <laughs>
3: That was Remember that the That's time? a high
2: point mate Fuck me man It's a high point in the culture Not just wrestling and the in culture Humanity uh, Mark Caffrey Jake the Snake Versus the model Rick Martel In a blindfold match At Wrestlemania 7 Oh, I've done a blindfold oh, match Once me and
3: Oh, the <laughs> gaff Fucking hell Absolute I mean <laughs>
2: was, What is even the point in uh,
3: that? I mean We thought it was going to be tremendous But it was Absolute Could you see sick. through the
2: blind I mean I take it you could, There were gimmick Blindfolds you could see through Don't I tell actually, me you actually Blindfolded actually, yourselves Did you I actually
3: can't remember it Honestly You know
2: See, that's where you probably went wrong. (laughs) (laughs) You're wearing actual blindfolds. (laughs) 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 Credo, it has a work. (laughs) Unbelievable, man. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know if I was a fan of that Jake of Snake match, to be honest. I'm swinging it air and all that. Maybe I need to watch it again. Maybe Mm. a day like it. Hey, Chris Scullion. Uh, who as a guy I know by the way sweet guy Cham- really? Chamber of Horrors match for WCW Halloween Havoc 1991 fucking mental he says it was a hell in a cell before that was a thing and had so much weird shit in it the referee's camera helmet the coffin with a random mask prick inside it no to mentioned the fucking electric chair
3: I'm loving folk the way they're talking to us in this podcast yeah. it's
2: brilliant it's people yeah and it's beautiful listen see I, I miss the big matches like that see the big stupid overbooked over gimmicked matches like yeah. that Like they they fucking Chamber of Horrors match About a thousand things In the ring and you know that People getting electrocuted you not know sparks, Shite sparks flying everywhere you know that, oh,
3: that money Fucking probably we need more of that I love I love when you think of stuff Like when and Angles Back in the day Like 99, 2000 And the amount of Shit they ruined Like you know Like motors You know big monster trucks And all that Thousands and thousands of pounds well, Fuck it Get us skit. another
2: get us another Hummer in here Get us a Hummer We Aye. want to fucking Bounce Kevin Nash off it <laughs> Easy peasy Eh uh, you know do you remember though I'm talking about like daft gimmicky stuff now, but just it popped into my head do you remember Dean Ambrose was fighting uh, Bray Wyatt and a fucking ghost appeared or something do you remember it was like a fucking hologram or a ghost people have that wasn't the one where I think the... people have forgotten this aye I don't
3: remember that no is that, that's, not, that's not the one am I thinking what was the man with Randy Orton to go back to a house and all that no no it was before that's this Dean right, Ambrose no, was fighting no.
2: Bray Wyatt right. and at the end of the match a ghosty appeared and Dean Ambrose got a fright who was it a ghosty It was like a I can't remember It was some weird apparition Somebody remind us It was really terrible Right Um, And of course Dean Ambrose left WWE soon after He was so frightened Of that ghost he ran away (laughs) (laughs) Why did you go Why did you go to AEW Because there was a ghost (laughs) A ghost came And what happened To Bray Wyatt Became the fiend and Started Hitting people With a rubber head He's not done that yet He's not hitting people Hit anybody With a rubber head But it'll come Uh, Judy Bagwell On a pole match Perfect But (laughs) What was it? Gredo just pulled off his earphones there, sighed and went, ah, perfect. <laughs> Which is just basically, you know, how you sum up Buff uh-huh. Bagwell's career, by the way.
3: Oh, Buff is this stuff.
2: Buff is this stuff. Um, any other ones you want to pick out here? William Donerkey says, any hair versus hair match was good to see for a laugh. Oh, I, how is it funny if somebody get, uh, doesn't have any hair? <laughs> is it, William? Is it funny if somebody... What, what's funny? I don't get it. I mean, it's, it's funny, I think... Cut Angle You know Get his seed shaved off And t- Is it <laughs> It's funny that Kurt Angle Didn't have hair anymore So He says Cut Angle Jeff Jarrett Molly Holly And Vince To name a few On the receiving end Of a good trim Fucking hilarious mate and it's time now for us to announce our listener of the week. A listener of the week will be getting a, a wrestling belt. I believe that's what we're gonna do. Okay. Producer John, is that true? Are we gonna give them as so a fake? No, let's make belt. you one. Producer John will make a cardboard one for you yeah. and we'll we'll, we'll 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 get you we'll give you it or something. We'll I do, I don't know whether we'll take a picture with it and we'll write your name on it. Get yourself
3: going to Timpson's, get a bit of leather, fucking get, doing, get an old quality street tin, fucking tart it up and send it to them to post <laughs> Wrestle the wrestler, wrestler, Who
2: wins it? I like, would like to announce that the winner of our listener of the week is Kev McGee. Cause, uh, cause he likes it.
3: part, man. Good part. He just wants to a... put
2: us his arrow, cause, <laughs> cause he can't kind of elsewhere.
1: Worry. <laughs> <laughs> Kennedy's got the tights Kennedy's got the title. Kennedy's stolen. Kennedy's stolen. It's finished. And the title. Really
0: don't like you people at all.
1: The, winner of the match and new TNA Heavyweight Champion of the World, Mr. Anderson.
0: Mr. Kennedy cashes in the briefcase. There will be
3: a new champion and his name will be... We are joined by none other than Mr. Uh, will I like to call you Kennedy or does it need to be Anderson? What's the deal?
0: Kennedy, Anderson, doesn't matter to me. Right. And my uh, real name is Anderson. So. Right,
3: okay. And, and I know in the past you've always gave me heat for speaking my native tongue.
0: <laughs> I I don't really give you heat for it. I just, uh, I give you shit about it because you do such a great American accent. And, uh... There are times where I, Grado will be talking I can't understand a fucking word he's saying. And I'll just say, Grado, Grado, speak American. And they'll go, hey, I was asking you if you'd like to go to the bar and do,
3: do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah Ken, I what you do you want to do tonight after the show? Where do you want to hit? You want to go there? You want to go there? And, and it, just <laughs> may, it makes life so much easier. Even when I'm working Yanks. And, you know, we're, we're going through our match. I just go, fuck this. I go, okay, man, you take one, I feed up, you turn around to the shoot, fucking this, that. And
2: it makes life a whole lot easier. Ken, you need to understand that even in Scotland, we struggle to understand what Grado is saying, even here. <laughs> okay, sorry. Ken, how have
3: you been uh, getting on your own NWA? How is that? That looks, that looks amazing.
0: It's really, it's been fun. It's been rewarding. Um, the one cool thing about... Well, there's a couple of cool things about it. It's it's very light schedule. It's, you know, two days. In two days' time, we taped nine episodes of, of the show. Um, but the, the one thing is they, they basically just give us bullet points and say, it's up to you guys to come up with your own promos. It's up to you guys to come up with what you're going to do in the matches and things like that. So it's really like they're allowing us to either shit the bed you <laughs> think or swim on our own accord. That is amazing.
2: So who, who, the show, the show is great fun. By the way, I, th- I think it's great. I, it is. I think my favorite just now. I love, I love watching that NWA <laughs> show because I think you can, you can feel the energy. It feels like it's you know everybody's having fun.
0: It really is. It really is. Uh, it's been a ton of fun, and uh, looking forward to doing. It. We have uh, the the pay per views on December fourteenth, and then. We have two more days of tapings on December 15th and December 16th. So,
3: and how, looking forward to it. Now. How, uh, how are my good friends, Dave Lagana and Billy Corgan? And-
0: They're fucking great. Really? They're absolutely great. They're wonderful to work with. You know, uh, uh, Dave was the guy that gave me my first opportunity in the WWE. Like, well, he was the guy that basically came up to me and said, you're hired.
3: Wait, so, where did he uncover you?
0: Um, so, I was actually down in OVW and... I had gone up. I started doing the Mr. Anderson thing, started doing the intro on the mic, and they called me just to take a look at me, and he came up to me. I was getting ready. I was going to have a match with uh, Funaki. It was just supposed to be a squash match. Basically, it was an enhancement match for me. Um, I was going to enhance him, and he was he was going to win the match, and five minutes before I'm, I'm getting ready, I'm doing push-ups and squats and stuff, getting ready. And Dave came up to me, and he was like, uh, there's been a change. And I immediately thought, ah, I got cut. That's okay, you know, next time. And he said, we need to come up with a finisher for you because you're going over. This is now going to be a televised match. And he stuck out his hand, and he said, look, I'm aboard. So it was pretty That's cool. That's amazing.
2: You know Ken Funaki's name comes up a lot here. You know we've been we've been chatting to people and you know Al Snow was talking about Funaki.
3: I feels like he was like back in well in the mid 2000s we see the guy that people were put on against to find
2: out like can
3: this guy work can he go
0: kind of um him or you know the real test at the time was Bob Holly. Like, oh, man if you if you got on with well uh, if you got along with Bob Holly well um, you were, I think you were golden, you know.
2: Ken Grado has been a, a friend of mine for a long time. So I've always been fascinated to hear for him, you know, when he's went to the States and, and worked in these promotions. And I've always been interested to hear about the guys who he's considered good guys who have looked after him and stuff like that, um, you know, and your names came up. And I was just wondering, who were the guys for you who looked after you when you made that step into the, the WWE? Who was, who was there for you that you felt had your back and, you know, we supporting you as a new guy coming in. I mean,
0: right when I first got to WWE, I, I found out, like, I got in well with Undertaker and uh, Booker T and Rey Mysterio and all those guys, Chris Benoit, when I first got on the roster. And they were so good to me and so kind to me. Who was a prick? nobody everybody
2: was Ah, I like I like like hearing the nice stories I like hearing about hey listen if you go in and Undertaker Undertaker likes you that must feel that must feel like a good thing right
0: it is right we all want to be liked by our peers we do you know as as much as we say I don't give a shit what anybody thinks about me we want our peers to like enjoy our work and it's yeah, it's really cool when Taker came up to me and said, "I want to work with you." It was like a, you know, Buona. a dream come true. And I remember the first time getting to wrestle him on a house show and standing in the ring and hearing that fucking gong and the lights go out and I remember like just getting goosebumps and thinking, "How the fuck did I get here?" <laughs> or, Why am I here? My wife is just laughing her head off at, at that top <laughs> that you guys just
3: <laughs> <laughs> How is your missus? So she, she she's, she, she's, she's an Aussie, ain't she? She is, yeah. Ah, good day, mate. Now look what you've gone and done. <laughs> Ken's upset. Ken's upset. What <laughs> <laughs> <Sit. laughs> Well, he's making, he's making dinner.
1: Lunch. Oh, so it's, lunch, it's lunch. Lunchtime.
3: It's oh, oh fuck. So you use wrestlers in your eggs? Fucking
2: hell. Sorry for swearing in front of your missus. Ken, just to let you know, while you've been having lunch there, we've just been eating cream cakes.
0: I love seeing Grado's food pictures. It occurs to me that you are a big foodie, Grado. Yes. I-
2: yes. Well, I also love
3: documentaries. Yes, me too. Yes. We also like to talk about documentaries. Have you seen any decent documentaries recently? Yesterday, my wife and I just
0: binged. It's a, uh, I think it was five hours, five parts. It was the devil
3: next the devil door. Next door. Yeah. The, the devil next door. You're the, a the, the Ukrainian guy.
2: Yes! Mm. Holy shit! Yep. Is that good? Well, I, is, what's happening? Well, <laughs> <laughs> this is surreal. This is so surreal. What is, what is happening here? No, it's just it's just a, it's just a. Is it true crime stuff? Are you a fan of true crime? It is. Oh, yeah, yeah, just
0: basically anything that's interesting. Documentary. I, the documentary side. It, it feels like for a while there were some really really awesome documentaries coming out, and it's been
3: kind of uh, dry for a little bit here I agree and there's nothing worse than I think there's a great story in a documentary and then it becomes too Americanized. and you know there's a presenter involved in it and it saw this you know I have been a psychologist for 10 years and I'm now reporting on it and you think fucking sit down just let it breathe you know it gets too there's too much there's too much I like it to just come naturally but um, Ken I'm just getting dirty looks off the producer because we're going off track because he wanted to find out about your entrance I'm sure uh. Rob did
2: <laughs> I think I think the responsibility has fallen to me for a listener's sake. Uh, the responsibility has fallen sorry. to me to ask you: Where did you get the idea for your whole entrance thing? Where did Where did well, that come? I mean, oh, you're a you're a boxing fan, right?
0: I, I'm not really a boxing fan, honestly. You're I did, not? Uh, no, I'm not. It's basically a bunch of different things that all kind of came together at once. Um, I was in a I did basketball announcing when I was in high school and somewhere along the way, I started doing the last name twice and I would do it for like, you know, from people on our, our team, basically, you know, six foot one center, Jose Luis Garcia. Garcia. (laughs) And then when I got out of high school, I completely got away from that. I went, I got into wrestling, went down to OVW and Paul Heyman came down about, I was about five or six months in, and just kind of like, I couldn't find my my footing there. I just couldn't, you know, I was, I was progressing, but like, I just couldn't figure it out entirely. Um, and Paul came out and said, hey, go out there tonight and introduce yourself. And I just threw the last name twice in there because it was something that I always did. And I came back through the curtain. I had had like a 30 minute match that night with Brend Albright too. And I came back through the curtain and everybody was like, when you, that entrance was fucking awesome.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: that, that's I guess when you know that you, something is going to be successful. Uh, when the boys pop for something, yep. there's a pretty good chance that the fans are going to pop for it too.
3: Yeah, yep. As as you know, you've got your, your, your training academy um, and is it in Minna- Minnesota? It is, yes. aye, aye, yeah. aye. So, I, I take it. Um, I mean, how much do you focus on character building with, with your students? Is it a big part, or is it? I
0: mean, I mean, I think it's just sort of. I, I actually, my my wife and I were talking about. Like, I want to do more stuff with character development, but I really try to focus on psychology. Yeah. And I feel like, as people learn the the how to do the moves properly and safely. And they start to learn ring psychology and putting matches together the their characters just sort of naturally come out Like I'm not a big fan of just giving somebody a ridiculous character and hey be this person, you know
3: find yourself Um, That
0: that doesn't seem to work for me, but I I feel like All of my students that have graduated Just within a few months they start to naturally their natural character just comes out Mm -hmm. and In my opinion, those are the best characters in wrestling, are the ones that are just extensions of one's personality. Right.
3: So, Ken, talk us through, you know, you won the Money in the Bank uh, ladder match, is that right? And then Mm -hmm. what happened? Was there an injury?
0: With the injury, yeah. Talk us through what
3: happened. So you had won Money in the Bank, and I'm I'm presuming the plans were to put a title on you, but I I believe you got an injury that stopped that. Thanks for bringing it up. Um, yeah, no problem. So,
0: uh, <laughs> actually, <laughs> the, the initial plan was I was going to cash it in at WrestleMania the next year, and I had publicly, you know, on TV, I had stated that that was going to happen, and then um, a few months into, maybe it was like a month later or two months later. Um, that I, honestly, that whole period of my life is a giant blur. So, so they came to me and and. They pulled me in the office and said, hey, next week, we are gonna we need to take the title off of Taker because he's injured. He has to go have surgery. So we're going to have you come out at the end of SmackDown and cash in your briefcase. And you're going to be the new champ. And, uh, you know, just went over some stuff. And I I went out that night with Mark Carano and Michael Cole. It was just the three of us. And those guys knew about it. And they were, like, you know, fucking high-fiving, celebrating, like, yeah, good good job, kid, you did it, you know. And uh, so we kind of celebrated. It wasn't like I was around, you know, blasting horns and, and posting it on social media and stuff like that. But,
1: uh-huh.
0: um, and, and I was you – know, so, anyway, the next week I go to a house show in Poughkeepsie, and it was a double shot. And on the first show, it was something simple like, Batista came and gave me a clothesline in the corner, and then he pulled me out into a short clothesline, and I bumped, and I felt something tear in my arm, and I felt a pop in my triceps, and it immediately swelled up. My hand turned black and purple, and all the colors of the rainbow. Uh, it was just amazing. I could not move my arm that night. Went to get an MRI with uh, with Hornswoggle. He took. He drove me. <laughs> To get uh, get the MRI, I got the MRI, and I waited around in my hotel room. The next day, Stephanie McMahon called me, and she said, "Ken, um, they just called. You tore your triceps. You're gonna have to have surgery. You're gonna be out seven or eight months. We still need to get the title off of Taker. We're sending Vince's jet to pick you up and take you to Penn, bring you to Penn State tonight, where Edge is gonna challenge you for your briefcase, and then you're gonna lose it to him." Oh, I'm really sorry to tell you that. And I was like, all right, you know, like I remember thinking at the time, like, well, I, but I have a year to cash this in. If I'm only going to be gone seven or eight months, why don't I just hold on to it? Mm-hmm. But I didn't say that. No, I but... didn't say that because, you know, I'm a team player and yep. it's business. And so I went to Penn state edge, called me a chicken. i said, nobody calls me a chicken. I put up the briefcase. Um, I went out, I literally couldn't move my arm. And I remember, trying to figure out what we would do that night and it just basically they said we decided that we will ring the uh, edge will come out and jump me from behind beat the shit out of me roll me in the ring ding 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 and he'll spear me one two three so that's what happened the next day they sent me down to birmingham alabama to meet with james andrews the doctor that does all the surgeries and uh I remember sitting on his table and he came up and he started just grabbing my arm, my triceps. and He's feeling around and he, he said, that's not a tear. Oh fuck. <laughs> I was like, excuse me. He said, no, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's not a tear. That doesn't feel like a tear. Um, they forgot to send your MRIs. So I'm going to have you do another MRI just to be sure. But I'm pretty sure I don't feel a tear in there. And, uh, Did the MRI and sure enough, it was just a large hematoma. It was basically a a bruise, a giant bruise, like a bunch of blood vessels popped in my triceps and and bled out internally. And I was off for two or three three weeks and came back. So.
3: That is, I mean, I actually feel bad bringing this up, but does it still hurt? That stuff like that? Does it still play in your mind?
0: No, it doesn't. It doesn't. You,
3: did, you, did you go through a stage where it did affect you and have you, have you managed to like overcome it, if you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I, I don't think so. I, no. I just I knew that, you know, injuries occur.
2: Well, this is the thing, is it? <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, my, my as- wife just gave me a...
2: he should be chopping onions (laughs) but this is the this is the this is the thing though ken you're a wrestler right grado is a wrestler and i imagine there must be in this business there must you must just be psychologically prepared for stuff like that to happen because every time you You, go into the the ring things like that can happen right
0: and and just like grado can attest to this like there are so many things that are promised in the business, and by promises I mean like you know, a promoter comes up, even down on the independent level. Promoter comes up and says, "Hey, we're going to do this, this, yep. and this," and then somebody gets injured, and you can't do this, this, this. You got to do this, this, and that. You know, you got to just change it up, and that definitely happens in WWE, and you know, it happens in Impact. It happens all over the place. Yep. Um,
3: Ken, you 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 were involved in a storyline about being the big man's son. Vincent Kennedy McMahon. I was, yep.
0: And I got hornswoggled out of that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Fucking you know, hornswoggle.
0: I did. See what I did there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, my wife just handed me a tissue again. Thanks. Thanks for bringing all this shit up,
3: Gringo. Really so, I, oh, come on. Does come on? <laughs> <laughs> you're making me feel a like shite here. No, well, actually,
0: I, I I'm just kidding. I
3: no, I, I know you. I'm
0: perfectly okay talking about all this stuff. Mm-hmm,
3: you know, so tell us about the the, the and Kenny McMahon stuff.
0: So that was something I remember. I'm pretty sure it was the night that Vince blew himself up in the limo that Stephanie came up to me and she said, hey, we have a really cool thing that we want to do with you, but I want Vince to tell tell you himself. Like, okay. So a couple days go by, finally get in a room with Vince, and, you know, it's laid out. We're going to have this big process where we try to figure out who my son is, um... And we're going to narrow it down through a series of, you know, week after week. And you're going to be my son. (laughs) (coughs) It's like, fucking great. Awesome. And then it was the week before we were going to be in Green Bay, a week before the big reveal. And they had, they had narrowed it down to he's blonde. That was, I think it was, it was between me, Hornswoggle, and Sandman at the time. I think those were the only blonde (laughs) males in the company. (laughs) I did my loop, and I flew home. And as I was on my way from the airport to my house, I got a message from uh, Johnny Ace's secretary saying, hey, uh, Vince needs to talk to you in Stanford. Um, Go back to the airport. We'll give you all the information by the, you know, and, and you're gonna come right to right to Stanford. I go, okay, cool. And I, I'm thinking like, all right, guys, here we fucking go. This is it. Yeah. Um. So I get to Stanford that afternoon, like five o'clock. Car comes, picks me up, brings me, and I get into Titan Towers outside of Vince's office. And lo and behold, there's nine other people sitting there, nine other wrestlers, and none of us knew what what was going on. Um, they didn't smarten any of us up, and I remember Edge went in first, and he was in there for five minutes, maybe, and as he came out, he just kind of had his head down, and he goes, I can't say anything, but it's not good, and he, <laughs> he walked out, so I went in like second or third, um, and Vince Vince was there with Johnny Ace, and Ed, Ed McDevitt, I think is his name was, he was the attorney for WWE and he said uh, we instituted the wellness policy on such and such a date and it says that you received I'm, I'm told here that you received shipments of and he listed some testosterone and some growth hormone and stuff like that from this online pharmacy on this day which is after the wellness policy was instituted you know what do you have to say about that and I was like well I was not I never purchased anything online. I actually went and saw a doctor. I had tests. He prescribed that to me, and he said, "I just look. I, I have to do this. Um, you're gonna, you're gonna be uh, suspended." He suspended me for 30 days. Fined me ten thousand dollars, and uh, and he said, "We're gonna go a different way with the with the sun thing." So I, that was oh, it. And then sure. the next week, they announced that it was hornswoggle. Is- it was, you know, it was actually. At that time, I was not taking testosterone and growth hormone to, to get huge and jacked. I have low testosterone.
3: I think uh, I've got that as well.
0: I always have, and um, you know I needed I needed it at the time for uh, hormone replacement. So you couldn't fight that corner? So I couldn't. Uh, yeah, I tried fighting it, and uh, but was it was it just I a case? Really, was it just a I case, case really that Vince was backed
2: into a corner, really? That Vince right. had to take action, and he was backed into a corner a wee bit there. He
0: really was. He really was, and Congress was starting to like breathe down. You know, all this stuff had happened, and yeah, all the, all the deaths and Chris Benoit thing. That was a huge media firestorm, and uh, he just he had to do it. Sad,
2: isn't It's weird, I mean, so you don't, this is the thing, it's like when you're watching wrestling just from a fans perspective, you know, what you see at that end, at the fans end is just, oh Jesus, this storyline ended in an unsatisfying <laughs> way, you know what I mean? That's what you see, you know, and, yep. that's, and the yep. stories spiral out from there and you don't see, you know, the, the, the drama behind the scenes and also the fact that, it, you know, sometimes, you know, people are just forced into situations and things just develop in a certain way and there's a lot of luck involved as well. People say make your own luck, but you still need you still need fate to favour
1: you. I think. Mean, there's a hell of
3: a lot of bad luck as well. I
1: know.
3: Yeah. You do need like to
0: it. you do need to work hard, but you know luck does play oh.
3: a factor. Yeah, a lot. So here, look, that's all fucking a wee bit of doom and gloom. You were in the WWE. Tell us a point in your career in WWE where you felt, wow, this is amazing. I know you're talking about being the house show working taker, but your whole WWE career, what would what was the best moment? The first
0: two years that I was there, I was there for a little over four years. Uh, The first two years that I was there, I was just like, people would ask me, is it everything that you thought it was going to be? And I would say, yes, absolutely, and so much more. It was fucking awesome. I mean, traveling the world, getting to see all these – I mean, I I literally – that two – that four years that I was in WWE, I – I did so much stuff that I forget that I did it, you yeah. know, like I had so many experiences and traveled to so many different places. Um, it was just amazing. It really was. And uh, the way that the WWE looks after talent for, you know, if you have to do a phoner, you don't call the radio station. Somebody calls you and then they call on your behalf. You do a three-way call. It's just, you know, everything is so professional and so taken care of. When you have an appearance, they pick you up in the limousine or town car um, you're not just, you don't just show up and go through the front entrance, you know, everything is
3: so professional.
0: Pre-dested. It really is.
3: And how, how did you find the difference when you, 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 what you signed with TNA, I think 2010 was it Genesis. You turned up at one of the first yeah. kind of pay-per-views after Hulk and Bischoff turned up. I tell us about TNA. Did you enjoy your time at TNA and what was the differences between WWE and TNA? And I,
0: I really enjoyed my time in TNA. I'd say the major differences. So the, the, the major difference at the time was TNA was allowing me to do what NWA is allowing all of us to do right now. And that was just bullet points for promos and things like that. Um, and le- allowing us to be creative and come up with our own content. Aye. Um, yeah. I mean, the money is obviously way different in TNA or was at the time. Um, there is some there was some decent money to be had in tna i remember starting out in tna i got a really low contract and i just knew that i was gonna to have to prove myself and then i was able to you know work my way up over the course of the four i was there for six years
2: just quickly on the nwa power thing the schedule you said it's a couple of days tape and and you get nine shows did you say out of that yeah yep. i mean that Very, is.
0: it was extremely stressful to you know like the, the second day we did, uh, the first day we did three episodes and the second day we did five episodes. And that was very stressful. I mean, it was a lot of work crammed into two days. But and I remember TNA used to be the like exact that, so same well-tier. thing. Right?
3: Yeah. You'd go in and look at the, the, the board for the matches and it'd be like fucking 45 matches. You know in the yeah, car coming in you were a
0: part of like 10 of them and it exactly like, oh, i oh, i gotta remember all this stuff and that's no including
2: backstage segments and everything else so, so how do you keep just how do you keep momentum and energy it's going hard, there when man, you're doing it's that
0: fucking hard you know what it you know what keeps keeps you going at the time is this is a pretty cool fucking job <laughs> yeah like yeah there are uh, thousands of other people that would like to be doing this and i'm doing it so i gotta go out there and do the best that I possibly can do.
2: Do you have do you have any trainees, Ken? That have really um, any any ones? I know you probably don't want to play favourites, but do you have any ones that you think are going to be big prospects for the future?
0: I really do. Like, and uh, you know, I'm trying to get those guys as much exposure as I can. And
2: you've, I
3: mean, <laughs> Ken spoke to me recently about getting some of his guys um, from his academy over to UK. So I'm going to try and get some of his guys um, that are under. Uh, Ken's training to get some exposure over here. That's a cool hangman to have a train a trainer that's backing you and is looking out for you and try to get you work abroad because yeah, I... you learn you you learn different styles, you know, you it's different audiences. It's a completely different audience between a British wrestling crowd and American crowd it'll, it'll, a it'll pra- crowd.
2: it'll be good practice for them to try and understand Gredo's accent as well if they're working. <laughs> exactly <right>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah I last Last summer, this last summer, they went over and spent a month with the Knights at WA. Oh, ah, Norwich. Right, right. Aye. And, uh, you know, they wrestled every single day. Brilliant. And that's perfect. did ring crew every single day, and they slept on the floor every single day, you know. But they loved every moment of it, and that's the kind of shit that I always thrived on. Like, I loved that. I didn't care where I was sleeping. I just, I was happy to be on the road. I was happy to be a part of the business, yeah. wrestling, learning. And uh, you know, those guys basically came to me and said, We booked a flight from February second through February thirty-first. You know, like we, we leave on the second, we come home on the thirty-first. Can you help us to get some bookings while we're over there? They don't amazing. have anything lined up. They're just putting themselves over there. Did, and did they did they, did they
2: just was that just their own idea today that to book that flight? I, didn't and, say anything to I mean, them. that's amazing. They
0: just, they just said, let's go back over there and we'll we'll do it on the fly. We'll try to get as much work as we possibly can, and I think you know, that's, I always try to harp onto my, stu- onto my students that if you're not booked on a show, that doesn't mean you shouldn't go to the show.
1: You uh, go out here,
0: help out with the ring, help sell popcorn, help do anything, ring the freaking bell. Yep, yep, um, yep. That's, you know, that's how, that's how you can sort of get your foot in the door for these companies. Uh, and then all of a sudden, hey, somebody's car broke down. We need a referee. I happen to have a referee shirt in my bag.
3: Can I you know. Get your get yourself involved somewhere or another, Ken. Just before we go, we've got we we, we, we ask um, the quick fire questions and you okay. can answer All right, Ken. Got it. Okay, Ken. Uh, the first wrestling match you watched. Uh, the first one match I remember is uh,
0: that that uh, vividly I vividly remember was uh, Shawn Michaels Stone Cold Steve Austin WrestleMania fourteen.
2: Brilliant. Nice. The best match that you've wrestled in.
0: I would say one of my favorites was uh, the Kurt Angle lockdown match that I had from 2009.
3: Perfect.
2: It was
0: in a cell, in a cage.
3: Aye, lockdown. Is that it? No. Uh, favorite, favorite, uh, favorite opponent?
0: Grado. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: so we, yeah. had a, we, did, we had a match. We had a match. We, in, had, uh, we, had, we
0: had one match over in In England. London? Oh, that
3: was brilliant. And yeah. the, the mic came for the ceiling, and I got up on your shoulders. <laughs> yes, yes, and yes. grab the mic oh that was fucking brilliant you were wrestling each other uh, did we tag yeah, or we was it a
2: singles match
3: no we, we wrestled ah, and Grado did you do
2: the job again
3: it's a great <laughs> comedy um, did I, no did I beat you I can't remember did I beat you
0: I can't remember I don't, <laughs> I don't know what my li- I don't know what my win-loss record is in the
2: wrestling. <laughs> Ken your favourite wrestler of all time Stone Cold Steve Austin yes yeah. favorite let me t- tell you
0: something I, I I'm not just saying this because he's my buddy and because he's sitting there listening to me right now but <laughs> when i need to pick me up when i'm having a shitty day i watch fucking great oberg entrance from icw and it <laughs> it is so uplifting it's fucking awesome
3: you know what and then you you, you pass that on to sean davari and then i did and he loves it yeah he davari like my if- favorite wrestler <laughs> Every, every every couple of weeks, will send me a video of him driving, dancing to my entrance. So I thank you for passing that on because he fucking pestles me all the time. You're welcome. Uh, thanks for that. Uh, favorite finishing move aside from yours? Uh, the c- the cr-
0: cradle uh, pile driver that fucking
3: Jerry Lynn used to do. Oh, that was cool as Whoa. fuck. God, I'm going to use that next week.
2: <laughs> <laughs> your uh, your favourite entrance theme of all time? Oh, funaki. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I seriously love funaki's entrance music for some reason i can hear it in my head right
1: now
2: Seriously, like, i don't think there's ever going to be an episode of this podcast where funaki's name doesn't come up it's
0: just unbelievable uh, love funaki and he's a green bay packer fan so
3: oh god i love him even more <laughs> uh, favorite tag team favorite tag
0: team uh the hardy boys
2: and what's your favorite match of all time
0: I would say just because it's so memorable for me, and it was like what started me on this journey was that same WrestleMania 14 Austin versus Michaels. I mean, and then going back and realizing, learning later how messed up his back was. Mm-hmm. How, yeah. And then you watch the match and you can see how messed up his back is, and he still takes some fucking insane bumps.
1: That's really much. great.
3: Well, did we get any more questions? I'm easing my Ken! Thank you so much for taking the time out to come to do this interview. Um, is there anything you want to promote, and before you go, anything you want to sh- give a shout-out?
0: Yeah, I, I'd just like to say that you know I run this wrestling academy in Minneapolis, but we have people come from all over the world. We have people come from Australia, Chile, um, That's a cool. you know, couple, couple different places, England. Um, mm-hmm. So if you're interested and you want to come to the States for a while and do what my students are doing, basically, um, we'll you know, just charge you a month's tuition. We also take people that, we don't just uh, train train brand new people, we take people that are experienced and just try to polish them as much as we can. We train four nights a week, Monday through Thursday, uh, four hours of class time every night. And uh, you can check out our website theacademyprowrestling.com and it has all the details on there it has a phone number that you can text if you've got questions and that comes right to my
2: phone so brilliant amazing so you'd be happy to see some of your scottish people some of our scottish listeners uk listeners global listeners come in absolutely. there absolutely
0: and maybe absolutely and i would love to you know give my students the experience of trying to understand Scottish people.
2: <laughs> hey, hand. and also, while they're there, they could visit Paisley Park and, you know, pay tribute to Prince at Paisley Park, right? That's Minneapolis. Uh, that's right. I'm sure I rested in the building that uh, Prince filmed a
3: music video and I can't remember what it's called. you know what it's called. It was... Oh. A-
0: Uh, Yeah, it's uh, First Avenue Ah, First Avenue First Avenue, you wrestled in uh, there I used to wrestle there all the time Unbelievable I wrestled Joey Ryan
2: there I wrestled Joey Ryan there in my birthday That's where Prince did all his early gigs All the amazing formative That's I never knew you wrestled in there That's impressed me more than anything you've ever done (laughs) (laughs) Ken, thanks so much And I just want to also say thanks again um, For,
3: you know, during my time at TNA as well You always had my back You always looked after me You always checked to see if I get paid in time And stuff like that And I just want to say <laughs> well, that didn't work out so well nah, enough, nah, nah 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 but thanks so much you know
0: what with all of the problems that, that TNA had the locker room was always
3: fucking it was fucking a awesome. ball it was a ball Sucks. an absolute ball an absolute yep. ball uh, you're a great guy Ken thanks very much for coming on the podcast and I'll text you some uh, fucking tidy documentaries that I've seen uh, yeah I
0: need I need a good list of uh, new documentaries I just, one more thing I just want to say like the first time I remember the first time I met Grado or The first time I remember, I might have met you before that, but uh, they were filming some stuff for, what was that show that TNA was doing? British Uh, Boot Camp. Yeah, British Boot Camp. And uh, I remember they came up with some cameras and they asked you to cut a promo on me or something like that. (laughs) Wasn't that, do you remember this?
3: I think so, yes. Aye.
0: and I was fucking blown away immediately <laughs> uh, and I was like I like this guy he's, <laughs> he's going to be good he's got something
3: special so beautiful
0: thanks well listen man much, sorry man.
2: for keeping you from your lunch you go and enjoy your, your lovely lunch you know, And thanks so That's much okay. no worries thanks man a pleasure man, thank you. cheers for that brother thank you pal Bye-bye. Bye, now, bye, bye 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 now bye bye
3: and it's now time for your chance to win beer in our Beer 52 match of the week congratulations to Alan Muir who watched my suggestion that you should watch the big six-man for Nitro. I watched it again. Sting, Hogan, Goldberg versus Sid Steiner and Nash. Monday Nitro 99. And he correctly told us that it was big sexy Kevin Nash. The big man himself. He took the pin. I don't suppose he would have been too happy about that at the time. So now we have the chance for you to win beer. Each week we're going to give you a classic wrestler match to watch. And all you've got to do is answer a question on it. Everybody that gets the right answer will be put into a draw to win the beer Right, you can enter easily by checking out the match and answering the question And replying to us on the Wrestling Daft Facebook page Or by tweeting us at, at Wrestling Daft Winners must be over 18 and stay in the UK So this week, Rab, it's over to you to pick out your match of the week
2: What a match we've got for you this week, by the way And hey, it's an ECW match Hey, what is this? Stop, stop, he what he is stop. this hey, hardcore match going to be? What violence is it going to be? Listen, it's near violence. It's going to be about half an hour of absolute class <laughs> of wrestling. It's Eddie Guerrero versus Dean Malenko. Hostel City match. Showdown. 15th of April, 95.
3: Guerrero trying to snap
1: the spine of the ice Man. Shoulders are down. One, two, no. Malenko flips him over. One, two, no. Guerrero turns him over. One, two. Malenko reverses it. One, two,
2: A crowd that's used to seeing Guys going through thumbtacks A crowd that's used to seeing Junkies coming out And hitting guys With fucking Two by fours And flinging Shopping trolleys at people Or all women Coming out the binger Right Sitting there Watching These two Fantastic professional wrestlers Two of the greatest of all time Putting on a clinic In front of them And this ECW audience Just watching With massive respect What a match by the way You're going to see two guys you know, two of be the best of all time At their very best Hey, and you can get free beer for Beer52 as well Because all you need today is go to Beer52.com
3: slash wrestling And we can sort you with free beers All you need today is cover 4 95 for the postage And, as you're a wrestling daft listener We'll give you two extra free beers In your first box So that's a total of ten Free beers That'll keep you going Your first box will be sent to you next day And will contain Beer for all over Korea. Hold on, what? Korea? Korea? Korean beer, yes. Korean beer, Korean beer. It's a monthly subscription service for beer and Beer 52. They don't hold you to ransom, so you can leave unlike anything. The, unlike the
2: Saudis. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
3: hey! Bro, the thing I loved about that was, was it no Hogan and Flair got their own private jet back? Aye, they
1: were live here. And
3: their fucking Flairs sitting there push, <laughs> oh, I loved it, I loved it. That's what this was all about. So just go to beer52.com wrestling to get your first case of 10 free beers
2: for free. Well, folks, thanks for listening to Wrestling Daft. It's been an absolute pleasure again to talk to you. Listen, me and Gredo love doing this show, by the way. Please can spread the word uh, I love this big guy Sitting opposite me here I'm having an absolute blast In this show
3: I am absolutely having a ball day In this because I love Talking about wrestling It's my number one thing In the world So getting to talk about it And get it talking to, to you Folk that are listening Is brilliant And I
2: would encourage you to Spread the word And thanks so much For listening to the show Have an absolutely Fantastic weekend The countdown to Christmas Has begun Oh yeah Have you seen the adverts The telly already I can't Christ. wait right, Carey, Grado is in this John Lewis advert By the way He's no Disney Want to talk about it But I've got a feeling It's Grado Lewis Capaldi singing a song and Gredo is comes down the stairs on Christmas morning as a wee boy opening up his presents and Gredo, Gredo does a roll slice right through the fucking Christmas tree and mm-hmm. I'm waiting to see it Lewis Capaldi's going to say
1: Here's a tiny Gredo coming through
2: your Christmas tree rolling slice through your Lego uh, f- You'd date, wouldn't you? Fucking right I'd I'd McGee's he's, sell- he's a sellout I would not it Gradle, where are you, Before we finish up, Gradle, where, where are you wrestling this weekend? This weekend. Where are you I, jobbing this weekend? <laughs> Ken. This
3: weekend, check us out on Reckless Intent. I'm wrestling for them in Tillicutry. And then from then, I am heading to PBW, which is in uh, Greenock. So I'm going to be at Greenock Town Hall for PBW. Uh, and I'm wrestling Jack Jester. So get yourself along. If you want to take the Wayne's, stuff like that, I don't know if there's going to be many muscles this
2: show that go Wayne's. What do you think? I don't know, I think there's many listeners to this show that have had sex. So. (laughs) Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks so much. And hey. Up the road! Don't you dare at me. It's your (laughs) sale, mate. You get up the road. It's your sale. I'm 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 very three twins. It's your sale. I'm bold. Up My my car. I don't even know how he says it. My car. My car. Up the road. This is 4 Network.